Uh, I'm just going to get right into the main message. We're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. And uh, as I said, we won't do a long one. It'll be, it'll be short. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your giving will qualify you to receive spiritual things. It will position you to receive spiritual things from the Lord. And so your giving is so significant, and um, uh, your generous giving is significant, and it's something that really touches your heart. If it touches your heart, it'll touch God's heart. So you give generously, and uh, just get ready. I mean, some of the things that happened here last week uh, that the Lord did in my heart, I was just so blown away. And... um, you know, being a giver really qualifies you for many of those things. So never um, hold lightly your giving. Uh, it's a tremendous thing. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. I'm reading this in King James, and I'm going to read it in New Living that it may go well with you, that you may live long on the earth. Evie and Isaac, have you ever heard that scripture before? (laughs) Two of my children in here. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. Now, I want to read that in the um, New, uh, New Living Translation. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. I'll just stand over here while I read this. (laughs) Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on the earth. Uh, I mean, if there's a good scripture for raising children and that you want to put in the hearts of your children, it is that scripture. Because this is the first commandment with promise. You honor your father and your mother. And it'll go well with you. And you will live long on the earth. This, this, are you laughing because of my... Praise the Lord. You, do you know one of the greatest ways to honor is to be a person who is thankful? That your thankfulness actually opens up honor to you. And so when you're, when you're an unthankful and ungrateful person, uh, you actually stop the flow of the blessing of the Lord into your life. But when you... Uh, are a person who gives thanks and you're a thankful person, you'll actually start to notice and to see more 
and uh, you'll be able to honor much, much more. I think of Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 15, which says, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Uh, Literally, it says, making confession to his name. But when you are making confession, you're, you're also giving thanks. And so one of the greatest doorways to honor is thanksgiving. But you say, thank you, Lord. I really, I'm thankful that you caused me to come on the scene of the earth at this time. I'm thankful that you provide me every breath that I draw. I'm thankful that you provided me, and, and I can say this, you might not could say this, but that you provided me wonderful parents uh, to grow up with. I'm thankful, you know, and if you didn't have wonderful parents like uh, Kenneth Hagin didn't, you could say, and I thank you that even though I didn't have wonderful parents, that you are a father to the fatherless. That you give wisdom, that you give ability, that you give direction, and your thankful heart is, is the beginning of honor so that you can be thankful. Uh, as I was looking up the definitions of honor, one of, the, one of the definitions of honor was to give glory to someone. So when you honor, you're, you're even giving glory. And as you're, as you're thankful and you open your heart to thankfulness, it makes it so much easier to honor because I don't know. My parents certainly didn't do everything perfect. I, I remember one thing my mom did that, that uh, I'm so thankful for is when I was probably around 10 years old, I would guess. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I had to be at least that old because um, there was a computer game that my brother had bought you know, a little floppy disk that you had to put in and you, you go, and you wait a while and then finally it, it's ready to go. And it was this, it was this uh, motorcycle video game. And um, so you just got on this motorcycle and you ro- rode this course. You could do little flips and, and all these types of things. So maybe I was like 12-ish because that sounds like pretty good technology from when I was a kid. <laughs> Anyhow, I remember one summer day, oh, I loved that game. And so I played that game, and I played that game, and I played that game, and I played that game. Now, it's a summer day, and I played that game until it started to get a little darker outside. And um, I was like, oh, I haven't even been outside today. I want to go outside and play. And I said, um, I said Mom, I'm going to go outside and play. And, and she said, oh, no, Tim. She said, it's time for bed. And I said, but I haven't even played. I haven't even gone outside to play. And she said, well, you used all of your time on the video game. And I don't know why, but man, that just stuck with me and totally changed me. And I wanted nothing to do with all that because I'm like, that just stole my whole day. <clears throat> and I'm sure my mom, I don't think my mom found pleasure in doing that. You know, but sometimes as a mother, as a parent, uh, it's more important that you... Um, help your children to abide by the boundaries so they can actually learn uh, what's valuable and what's important in life. And so I'm thankful to that for this day. And that's not to say uh, I'm not trying to come down on video games, 
but anything that kind of consumes you and steals all of that uh, energy and time on a consistent basis is probably not a good thing for your life. Um, and so when uh, we, you are thankful, it's much easier to be honoring. And to honor someone doesn't mean that you agree with them. So you know what, you know, I look at it like, um, you know how the Bible talks about, you know, you give thanks for the authorities? And you think, I think of like when Hit, Hitler was an authority. Like, how do you give thanks for Hitler? Like, it, like, the Bible works all the time in every culture, every situation. I think, well, like, well, if I was alive in Germany at the time of Hitler, he would be the leader of the country. So, like, how in the world would I give thanks for Hitler? Well, really what the Bible's talking about is you give thanks for the structure of authority that God put in place, that there are authorities. And so I know in spiritual authorities, as a pastor, I have certain spiritual authority, and there are those in the body of Christ that have spiritual authority, of course, over me. And you don't honor the person like you honor the position. It's the same thing with your, your mother and your father. When the Bible says to honor your mother and your father, you honor the position that God gave them in your life and that God gave you in their life. And so God ordained you to be born to your parents, whether your parents were there for you or not there for you. We still honor our father and mother that it may go well with us that we live long on the earth. <laughs> right? And this would be true of spiritual parents as well. Uh, because, you know, the Bible says you have many teachers, but you don't have many fathers. And so you have spiritual parents. Well, the closer you are to your parents, the more you're going to see their faults. Spiritual parents or natural parents. And, um, you know, honor does not have to do with the performance. Honor has to do with the position. Honor doesn't have to do with the performance. It has to do with the position. And so the, uh, the Lord said, them that honor me, I will honor. And so today we're looking to honor our mothers. And no matter what kind of experiences you've had with your mother, she is still your mother. And without your mother, you would not be here on the earth or in existence. And so your mother has such a, a vital part. And um, I think of all of the things that my mother must have done for me and the things I know of and the things that I'm not even aware of, all of the sacrifice. And um, just watching uh, my own wife with our children and knowing the things that uh, I also do for our children. But I'm not their mother. And when they were little and they would cry and wake up in the middle of the night, if it weren't for their mother, they would be dirty all night long until the morning. And when they were super little, they would have been hungry all night long because I'd just sleep right through it. Uh, but their mother would always um, get up and help them and serve them. And we had, we had a thing because my wife breastfed. And so I said, listen, if you want me to get up in the middle of the night to help with the children, I will gladly do that, you know, um, if you pump and then you can rest. I said, but 
There's absolutely no reason that both of us would need to be up in the middle of the night. One of us needs to be sane. <laughs> and so she always enjoyed that experience. I don't think she enjoyed being awake, but she enjoyed getting to nurse the children. And so she always did that. So I was a very blessed man uh, that, that I got to sleep most of the time. And, um, <laughs> uh, but the sacrifice that a mother makes... And, uh, you know, one of my favorite funny things on Mother's Day is if you like to watch sports, you never really see any young male athlete in sports wave at the camera and say, hi, Dad. It's always, hey, Mom. (laughs) Hey, Mom. (laughs) And mothers have a very special place uh, in the heart of their children. And uh, especially for the male children, you need to communicate that with words and with money and with time. Uh, because, uh, yeah, mom knows you to your lover, but it's nice to show something tangible. And uh, you can honor with your substance. And uh, you can honor, like today, call your mother. If you have not called your mother, this is very practical. Send your mother a card, send your mother a gift. Uh, think of the things that your mother's done for you. I try to do that every once in a while. I probably haven't done it too recently, Mom. <clears throat> and uh, remind her uh, that you recognize the sacrifice. So, um, when you honor your mother and your father, but when you honor your mother, you are honoring God. Because God Himself said, This is the first commandment with promise. And so when you honor what he honors and what he says to honor, you're honoring him. And when you dishonor your mother, you're dishonoring God. So when you honor your mother, you're respecting the anointing of God and the grace of God and the gift of God that he has given you in your mother. So for all the mothers out there, we want to say a big thank you A big God bless you, and I want to pray for you one more time. Heavenly Father, we love you, we thank you, we praise you, that you're a good God, that you have good plans, that all of your ways are right and all of your ways are good. Father, thank you that your word introduces us to your ways, that your word introduces introduces us and instructs us in who to honor and what to honor and how to honor. Father, I pray for every one of us that you'll uh, give us greater understanding and greater light in honoring our mothers and our fathers. Father, we thank you for the gift of honor and we thank you for the gift of motherhood. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over every uh, mother that's here and every mother that will be. And Father, we thank you for your plans and your purposes for them, that they're good and not evil, to give them a hope and a future. And we come against the satanic attack against motherhood in uh, this culture and around the world, and we say you stop in your maneuvers in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for women and for mothers and motherhood. We thank you that Uh, You have ordained motherhood and you've ordained that place and that position in our lives and the lives of every one of us. We thank you for the gift of our mothers. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus, his son, from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is, the Lord, is Lord, you will be saved. With the heart you believe and with the mouth you make a declaration to becoming that. What is that? To be saved. One of the ministers that I really enjoyed before they went to heaven was named uh, T.L. Osborne. And before he passed away, we had the opportunity to be in some of his services. And when we were there, he said something. And we were in our 20s at that time. And he said, um, you've only got one swath at life. It'll end so much sooner than you think. And he said, he was 86 or 80, excuse me, like uh, 79, 80 at the time. And he said, I don't know how in the world I ever got to be this old so fast. And now I'm uh, 47, pushing 48. And I think like, how in the world did I go from 27 to 47 in like two weeks? <laughs> I feel like a like I'm about 25 or 26, you know. And so life will happen so much faster than what you know. And uh, none of us are guaranteed another breath. It's the mercy of God and the grace of God, actually, that we're not consumed, the Bible says. But God has a plan for your life, and the plan that he has for your life is not a plan that's Difficult. It's not a plan that's tormenting. It's actually a plan that you would have a kind of life satisfaction that blows your mind. That you would have a relationship with Him that brings you such satisfaction that no other human relationship could ever do for you. And that your, your relationship with him would actually cause every human relationship that you have to have a closeness and an intimacy that was not possible before you became part of God's own family. When you give your life to, the, to God himself by receiving his son, what you're doing is you're giving up lordship of your life. You're saying, I don't want to live for myself anymore. You're saying, I want to be a part of God's family. You're saying, I believe that Jesus died on the cross to take away my sins. I believe I need forgiveness of sins, that I need my sins to be taken away from me. And what you're saying is, I want to be a part of God's family. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord, I want you just to slip up your hands so I can pray with you and for you. We're just going to pray at your seats. But as an acknowledgement of your decision, a declaration of your decision. I just want uh, you to slip up your hand. Online, you can also hit the raise your hand button. You can slip up your hand electronically. I want to give you an opportunity to come back where you belong in the family of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all pray this together. Say, oh God, I believe Jesus Christ is your son that he died on the cross to take away my sins and to make me right with you. Thank you for saving me. 
for cleansing me. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Father God, I thank you that I'm now saved. I'm part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you just pray.